Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to the Start Simple Podcast. Hope everyone's okay. Um, first and foremost, I know I bigged it up when I talked about it last week anyway. But if you haven't already listened to last week's episode with Laura, what are you doing? Like, what what have you got better in a week than to listen to that episode? Probably nothing better than it. Um, it's an absolutely brilliant episode, and I would encourage anybody who, whether you have tried to diet before, whether you've successfully dieted before, whether you help people diet, I know there's a couple of PTs who listen to this podcast, um, if fat loss is anything to do with an interest of yours, you need to listen to that podcast. Um, maybe listen to this one first and then go back and listen to it. Listen to all my podcasts, really. But, yeah, that's what I'd say. Um, But today we've got a few topics to discuss that have come up with my clients over the course of the last week. Um, And one question that I got asked on Instagram, actually, which is an interesting one. It's a tough question. It really is. Um, But, yeah, we'll get get stuck straight in. So the first thing I want to talk about, (laughs) basically, I um, I did an Instagram Live last week and... I was chatting away for ages, proper, went off on one. And it turned out I wasn't even connected, so nobody heard me chatting. And when I uploaded it, there was nothing there. It made no sense at all. So I'm going to revisit that, which was basically my thoughts on diets, sort of, and my thoughts on, well, listen, it gets a bit weird. I start talking about going to the moon. Um, But basically about why I do what I do, why I help people diet, why I offer the support that I offer. So. The reason I talk about going to the moon is for me to try and explain this is because it requires me to get a little bit weird. So just roll with it and invest some time in accepting I'm a bit weird. Okay, so one of the things I do a lot away from like gym training, etc. and sport or anything like that is I buzz off space, right? And I buzz off it because it makes me feel so small. Like this is why I said flying to the moon. It blows my mind when I look at the moon or stars and stuff. Like, I can't ever get the concept of how big space is. I don't think anyone actually can. But basically, it makes me think all the time how short life here is and how lucky it is. I know this gets a bit deep, but how lucky we are to have just happened to landed on the planet that we've landed on some sort of scientific madness has gone on, or maybe God, I don't even know, has made it so that we can live on this planet, right? And we're not going to be here for long. Listen, like, seriously, you could get fucking hit by a bus tomorrow. This is going down a a bit of a mad route. Um, But life is short, is my point. It's really fucking short. And I speak to so many people who spend so much time of that short life where the thoughts are consumed by dieting and the thoughts are consumed by weight loss and the thoughts are consumed with worry about going out for food or feeling that you've got to go to the gym and make yourself sweat or feeling like you have to turn down social occasions because you want a certain outcome when it comes to your diet. And it can be so consuming for people that I think it takes time away from actually being able to go and enjoy life, which, like I said, mate, think how lucky we are to even be here. Space is mad. And we're here and you're spending time. And I don't just mean like a couple of minutes a day. I'm talking hours and hours and weeks and months and years. Like listen to the podcast I did last week with Laura. Years worrying about dieting and it doesn't have to be like that. So for me, the reason I do what I do is because if I can come in 
I can help you. I can help you understand these things, help educate you on these certain elements of training, nutrition, whatever you need help with. Get you doing the things, enjoying doing the things, get you to a point where that worry goes away. Then in my head, you can go and enjoy life a bit more. And like me, you could become a weirdo and just start talking about space on a podcast. (laughs) But I just think that being consumed by fitness, not necessarily fitness, but being consumed by diet, being consumed by the need to go to the gym as opposed to actually going to enjoy exercise. I think it's too common and I speak to too many people who the amount of times on a consultation call with somebody who's coming into work with me that I hear the words, I'm just sick of it. The amount of times I hear that, I probably hear that phrase minimum once a week, probably more. If I include the people, like I speak to a lot of people, then please do yourself, like get in touch on Instagram. I'm always happy to speak to people about this sort of stuff. But I speak to people in my DMs. I speak to people I know. I speak to people like who know what I do, who I know through other people or whatever. And the amount of times I hear people say that, it, it just, it's not all right. It's not all right. So that's why I do what I do because I don't think your life should be taken up by worrying about this sort of stuff because you don't need to worry about this sort of stuff. It doesn't have to be as, as complex and as, as difficult sometimes as, as what it can be. And I think this ties in nicely to the question that I got on Instagram. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll cover the two topics that have come up from the clients this week. So in fact, I'm going to find... Bear with me. We're not going to edit this. I'm just going to find the exact wording of the question that I got. Okay, cool. So, um, so one of the questions was actually about dieting with a partner, and if your partner is not as support, not not supportive, but uh, just isn't like trying to make the same sort of health seeking choices. What I've done for that question is make an Instagram post about it. Um, I posted that on Tuesday. So, if you want to know the answer to that. That's on my Instagram feed. Maybe we'll talk about it on another podcast, but I want to answer the other question, which was how to support a friend who is desperate to lose weight, but wants the short term fix. And my honest answer is I don't think you can. I don't think you can make that choice for, particularly for a friend. Like, I, I, I would say your friend would probably be better placed with somebody from the outside, a coach, a PT, just following the right people. But I don't think you can be the person to do that because I think when it comes to this sort of stuff with friends, it's it's a very, very difficult line to, to sort of toe with them because they don't see you as a voice of, with all respect as well here, like my friends know what I do, but they still wouldn't see me as a voice of reason about this sort of stuff. Um, but your friends don't see you as authority in this area. They don't. They see you as a friend. So in terms of being able to really pull them away from it, I don't think it's as straightforward as you putting the support in because it's not quite as simple as that coming from a friendship point. I think some of the things you can do dead easily, like I touched on it there, is find some Instagram accounts. Like, And trust me, the person who asked this question, there will be lots and lots of people who have this same sort of thought process because I've had it before with people I know and it's it's not our place necessarily to be able to tell them. But yeah, in terms of just pointing them in the right direction, send them to this podcast, send them to other good fitness podcasts. I can send you links to other good ones. Um, send them to the right people to follow on Instagram, in your opinion. Be mindful of, of conversation that comes up. I think that's a really big one because... 
it's very, very easy for talk of diet to become almost a bit of a norm and things that you probably don't even recognize as chat that maybe isn't as supportive like oh no I'm being good or mentioning the calorie value of foods when you're out for tea or um you know if these things can work both ways but like maybe a what I know people who I've had with clients who have actually left whatsapp chats about fitness off the back of my advice because it can become a little bit all-consuming and almost like a bit of a competition against each other so I think it's in terms of behaviors maybe around your friends that's where we can be a little bit more mindful think of the topics you're doing even as friends how much stuff do you do away from like going for nights out and going for meals these are the things that I think it's not necessarily taking them away from the short-term fix as such but it's taking them away from the focus of weight like why should it be go from the short-term fix to long-term why should it not just go to not being consumed by this sort of stuff um and i think equally how sort of mirroring behavior almost doing it yourself but just doing it you don't have to tell anyone you don't have to you know make a real point i'm not saying anyone does this by the way but you know i say with the gym you go to the gym three or four times a week you eat well you manage your week people know around you will see that They'll, they'll, they'll notice it and they'll see what you're doing and they'll think, oh, this person's enjoying life. They, they don't seem to be changing anything. They're not doing the same restrictive stuff that I'm doing. And then maybe they'll ask and that's the key. They've got to come to you to ask for that question. I always say with, I've had clients who've said to me, oh, I think your friend, my friend would um, really benefit from your service, etc." And I always say to them first and foremost, tell them to follow me on Instagram. Don't you go to say, oh, well, you should message this guy. Get them to look, get them to follow, get them to ask the questions because it's got to be when it comes to uh, dieting, training, any sort of goal, really, this comes away from the quick fix stuff a little bit. But when it comes to anything like that, um, I've really lost my train of thought. Where was I? Friends, dieting, goals. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> readiness to change. You've got to be ready and it's got to be at the right time for any individual and I know that can be it can be frustrating when you see people doing things that you know on uh, well they are they are wrong they're the wrong things to be doing these things these restrictive diets these short-term fixes we know they don't work research shows they don't work um but you've just got to be there ready for when they start asking the questions because they've got to be the person who is ready to start making these changes and be willing to actually invest long term because that's a very difficult concept to get and it's remembering that your friend is probably subject to diet culture. Everyone who, everyone in the world who's after these short-term quick fixes, they're not doing it just of, of, off the back of a random thought that, oh, in six weeks I can do this. They're doing it because they're subjected over time to that being the expectations. They're doing it because they're subjected over time to that being normal. And they're doing it because they they expect it to happen because that's what, is marketed well that's what we're told that's what media will show you so they're not in the wrong necessarily for a short-term fix you just need to be the person who's ready for them ready to be there for them and ready to answer the questions and send them to the right places when they are ready but that was a really roundabout way of answering the question to say i don't think it's on you to 
to, to make them take the change, however you want to put it. But you need to be almost ready for that next stage when they do want support and when they do want the questions or when they do ask the questions, I should say. Um, okay, so the next topic, we're going to talk about how much weight you should be losing. Should be a bit of a funny word with that one. But how much weight we could expect to see per week. Because this came up with one of my clients and I specifically asked her um we're not, I'm not going to give you numbers or anything like that in terms of weight, calories, anything at all. But basically, in her check-in this week, she'd lost weight. But she said she wanted it to be faster. She expected it to be faster. And I asked, well, how much did you expect? And the answer was £2 a week. Okay. So I think it's really important that we understand what that actually means. What does £2 a week look like? in real life okay because this two pound a week figure i only found this out recently but basically if you go into my fitness pal and ask it asks you how much weight do you want to lose nobody ever fucking puts the small bit do they everybody says as much as possible in as quickest time frame as possible again goes back to what i said before because everyone thinks that's what you should do um and it it gives you the two pound per week option so that's where i think initially this sort of idea of this is how much weight you should lose a week um has sort of stemmed from so anyway she said she thought she'd be losing two pounds a week now i'm going to give you a few numbers here but this is important to understand two pounds of body fat is the equivalent of seven thousand seven hundred calories that's a lot of calories mate that's a lot of calories okay now when you set a calorie deficit, there are a few things we need to consider. The first being you as an individual, your BMR, your activity levels, um, because that will give us an idea of where you sit at maintenance calories. It'll tell us how many. So I'm going to use really easy numbers because you probably know by listening to this podcast now. I don't like maths. But let's use 2,500, right? Let's say we've done all the calculations. We've, we've had a conversation about your activity levels and how much you go to the gym and everything else. And we know that you there or thereabouts, maintain your weight at 2,500 calories, okay? Now, this is the important bit. If you were to lose two pounds per week, over the course of a week, we need to take 7,700 calories off you, off those maintenance. So, time for some quick maths. I have got a calculator, I'm not this good. So, 2,500, that's your daily maintenance. Times seven is 17,000. 500 calories okay 17,500 calories so if you ate that many calories across the week that's what would keep you exactly the same not you listening by the way can I just be clear this is an example let's call all right tell you what let's give the person a name let's call it Albert because my dog's called Albert and he's not worried about calories so he won't mind me using as an example Albert maintains his weight on 17,500 calories. Again, just to be clear, I'm not actually talking about a dog. I'm talking about a made-up human being called Albert. Anyway, made-up human called Albert maintains his weight on 17,500 calories. And he says he wants to lose two pounds per week. Okay, Albert, no problem. From your maintenance, that was 17,500 then. We know there's 7,700 calories in two pounds of fat. So we're going to take that many away. Take it away. And that leaves us with 9,800 calories. Okay, Albert. So now, over the course of a week, if you're going to lose two pounds of fat, you've got to eat 9,800 calories a day. 
Albert, let's divide that by 7 and see how many calories that gives you per day. 1,400. Okay? Now, let me tell you a few more things about Albert. Albert's a sound guy. He's not a weirdo. He's got a bit of a social life. No offence, you know, actually, if you haven't got a social life, it doesn't make you a weirdo. But anyway, Albert likes a little bit of food, a couple of drinks at the weekend. So, Albert says to me, listen, at the weekend, I'm going for my favourite pizza restaurant and I'm having a couple of gin and tonics. I say, no problem, Albert. We'll put some calories aside for it. Now, being realistic, that's what, 2,500? So, he's had a Saturday night, like most normal people do, with a few more calories. So, from his weekly total, we're going to take that 2,500 away. We now have 7,300 for the other six days. Let's see what that does. 1,215 calories. If you don't understand calories, it's not important. Let me summarise this. It means eating fuck all to lose two pounds of body weight, body fat a week. Usually these numbers are far too low. What happens when you try to lose at these low rates of calories, for most people, might I add, there are a very small number of people who, for a number of different reasons, may require lower calories to lose weight. Generally speaking, generally, because I don't want to get offended anybody, it would be a female who would be a lower body weight, who would be quite small. Um, potentially things like PCOS, thyroid, they can also affect it. So when you hear people say you should never diet on 1,200 calories or lower, those people are morons because they don't understand that for some people it is an unfortunate, really unfortunate, it's not nice, but it is a situation that some people may have to go to. However, for the vast majority of us, that's not the case. And when you try and get to these low, low levels of any, not to mention, by the way, um, the issues that could cause for your health, like in females losing the menstrual cycle. But when you try and go down to these low levels, you simply can't do it. Like you're chasing this two pound of body weight thing a week. But you get to Thursday and you just need a blowout. So that's why when you hear me talk about eating more, it's not like this magic eat more means that you'll lose weight because you're eating more. It just means eating more is going to keep you in an actual deficit as opposed to eating less and then just going and twatting a load of food at the weekend. So two pounds per body weight, two pounds per week of body fat loss. Yes, it sounds fantastic. But the reality of that is taking a very large chunk of calories, 7,700, away from Albert, away from you, meaning that you don't really have a quality of life. Because if you were, if you were to actually go on those calories, for again, lots of people, not talking to you as an individual, but if people were to diet on these lower end calories, let's say Albert, our little made up man, was on 1,400 calories, without a social life, that's still so, so low. And for the vast majority of people, again, you don't want to live like a weirdo. Again, weirdo being a bit of a harsh term, but you probably do want to have a day a week where maybe you do go out for a meal, maybe you do have a couple of gin and tonics. And when you're trying to be this excessive with your diet, it's it's unnecessary. And yeah, hopefully that answers that question. <laughs> um, two pounds per week, two pounds body weight per week just is not necessary. Uh, again, for some people, you know, if, so for example, I have... I do have a client, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, who is basically one of the most active people I know, uh, ultra marathon runner. He manages to maintain his weight on four to 5,000 calories. If we wanted to diet him on lower calories, we could quite easily do two pounds per week. We don't because of performance, but that that's an example of somebody who might be able to get away with it because still he'd be able to do that with 3,000 plus calories 
<laughs> unless you're an ultramarathon runner or very, very active, it's highly unlikely that's the same situation for you. So don't expect these numbers of weight loss just because that's what you see on the internet. The reality of weight loss tends to be, in my opinion, 0.5 to 1% of body weight per week. Um, I would say with my clients, it tends to be between sort of, you know, in fact, I'm not going to give you that number. I don't think it's fair to give you that number, but it's certainly not everybody who loses weight loses two pounds per week because, well, it's bollocks. don't know if you can hear that, but Albert just started barking. I'm wondering if he knew that I was recording a podcast with him as the topic. Okay, final. <laughs> so <laughs> final topic. I've written my notes down for this podcast very loosely. And by notes, I've literally just given a sentence for each topic. And the sentence of this final topic just says, fuck off. So the fuck off was in response to one of my client's check-ins this week. And I'm just going to recap my memory on why I told her to fuck off. That's right. I told one of my clients this week to fuck off. I actually said, fuck off, you're wrong. And the reason was because she said something to me, assuming she knew. And she was, in fact, massively incorrect. And... She needed telling. She needed telling. That's the job of a coach. Little disclaimer, I am sort of joking here. I didn't actually tell her to fuck off and it wasn't from a place of aggression. So I'll give you a little bit of context and hopefully that will all make sense. So let me find the sentence that I told her, fuck off, you're wrong. Okay. She said, it's almost like you have to feel like shit to want to improve. My response was, fuck off, you're wrong. Because that's completely incorrect, in my opinion. It is everything I don't believe you should do. You should not be looking to change. Doesn't matter what this person's goals are. You should not be looking to change something, not looking to improve something from a place of negativity, from a place of, of guilt, from a place of dislike. You'd want to do those things from yourself from a positive standpoint because you want to look after yourself, because you want to get stronger, because you want to improve yourself. That doesn't make sense if you're doing it from a place of dislike. Right. This is what I said to her. I said, I want you to think of someone that you don't like now. Right. Everyone play the game. If you're listening to the podcast, just close your eyes unless you walk in, probably keep your eyes open. But I want you to think of somebody you don't like. And I mean, you proper don't like them. World's biggest Bellend, the sort of person who secretly you just want to punch him in the face. I've given away a bit of a clue of the game here. And I want you to think of what you would want for that person, the person you proper dislike. What would you want for them? Would the answer be to be the healthiest version of themselves? Would your answer be, I just really want them to feel fit and well. I want them to feel energised. I want them to sleep well. I want them to train really well in the gym. I want them to look absolutely fantastic. I want them to walk down the street brimming with confidence. What it fuck? Nobody's just answered that, have you? You think of the person that you dislike the most. You think, I want you to trip over. I want you to stand on a plug. I don't want anything good for you. So why, if that's how you feel about something you dislike, why would it make sense for yourself to come at something from a place of dislike and think that you're going to get the best? It doesn't, because it doesn't come from a place of dislike. It doesn't come. These changes don't come from a place of, of hate. Like when you hear talk of I hate my body, I know it can I know that's hard. I know it's hard. And I know you're probably listening to 
and saying to yourself or saying to me now, no, mate, you don't get it. I do hate my body. You've got to find things and you've got to find reasons coming from a positive place. You've got to start being grateful for things that your body can actually do. The fact that your body can get you up, the fact that your body can help you walk down the street, the fact that you can move, the fact that your body can do anything. Go back to that space stuff that I said, the fact that you're here. You've got to come at this from a place of positivity. And I'm not getting all hippie and stuff like that. But it's not from a place of hate that we come to make these changes. It comes from a positive place. It comes from a place of, God forbid, he says the word, but it comes from a place of love. And it comes because you want the best for yourself. It comes because you want to look after yourself. It comes because you want to be all the things that I just said that you don't want for the person you don't like. That's what you want from yourself. And you want it because you like yourself. And when you realise that, when you realise you're doing it because you want to look after yourself, because you do want to be stronger, because you want to be walking down the street brimming with confidence, you want to be feeling good in the gym, you want to be looking your best. When you realise that you're doing all those things because you like yourself and you want to look after yourself, it actually makes doing all the things easier. So when, I nearly said a name, I'm not going to say the name, but when the comment was, I need to feel like shit to want to improve, no. That's not what we're. That's not how we're going to come at it from, um, and that was why I politely said "fuck off." You're wrong because I really don't believe that to be true, and we've had a conversation about that. Me and my friend, well, call her my friend. Um, we had a conversation about that because I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that that was why she was wanting to improve, and it wasn't. She realised herself. She realised herself after we'd had that conversation that. Mm, all right, as a coach or a PT, when your clients say something to you like, yeah, you might be right. There's always a little bit of smugness, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, hopefully you listening to this, if you do come at change or fat loss or muscle gain or anything from these sort of places and, and you use that sort of language around yourself, just, just be mindful about it because it doesn't help you ultimately. It's not doing you any favours. It's not doing you any favours at all. So... 26 minutes not bad is it not bad at all i know right i know you've listened to this i know you've heard me say this before but i also know you've not less, left left you've listened to the podcast that many times you know that i can't speak properly but i also know you haven't left a review right now i need you to leave me a review i need you to because it'll make me really happy dead dead happy right now think about this it's going to take you 30 seconds to leave that review that's going to make me dead dead happy as i just said it's gonna make my day it's gonna leave me smiling all day i'm gonna be so grateful and it's gonna take you 30 seconds to do it think about it 30 seconds and you can make somebody else's day um the reason being full disclosure it's not really a disclosure is it the reason being the more ratings i get the higher up different listings i go people search i need to know about fitness and my podcast will start to show up the more people listen to my podcast, the more people don't get confused by the absolute bullshit, nonsense and bad advice that exists within the world of nutrition, within the world of fitness. And yeah, that would be pretty good, wouldn't it? The more people that know, the better. So please do leave a review, share the podcast, tag me on Instagram. If you know any cool sp- facts about space, also let me know about them, because as you heard at the start, I'm a loser of this sort of stuff. Hope you all have a great weekend and I'll see you next time.